This ad-free podcast is part of your Slate Plus membership. Lucky you. Hello and welcome to this mini episode of Big Mood, Little Mood. I'm your host, Danny M. Lavery, and this show is for you, our Plus subscribers. Our guest this week is Laura Lee Abbey, a writer and the star of a new documentary podcast series from Paradise Media called 17 Conversations with My Teenage Self. And here we are reading a letter from a listener. And I'm wondering if you wouldn't mind reading our last letter. I wouldn't mind at all. Okay. Mindfulness, your own business. I'm a lesbian, so my girlfriend Laura and I have done a lot of emotional processing over the course of our relationship. It has become clear that she has unresolved trauma, but instead of seeing a therapist, she is convinced that mindfulness apps are all she needs, like hours of mindfulness apps a day. She's now insisting that I meditate too, as she's convinced that an app can help while my quote-unquote therapy is fake. My family has its own share of trauma too, but many of my relatives go to temple every week. I've been meditating since I was a child, and while I know what meditation can do for me, I will never use an app for it. I see a therapist for my own trauma. I don't meditate on it. Maybe this wouldn't be an issue, except that my girlfriend keeps insisting I join her, which I refuse to do, and she really does have unresolved anxiety issues. She gets really anxious about something, then looks for some external reason, usually me or our cat because we're closest to hand, and lashes out. Say I want to vacuum the house. Laura says she'll do it. Then she doesn't do it. Then when I offer to do it instead after several hours, she starts ranting about how I'm stressing her out. How can I ask her to do chores when she has to work? leads to weeks of resentment that I've stressed her out during a busy time. She'll bring this up to prove I'm causing her stress. The same thing happens if I move or roll over in bed when she's trying to sleep, which means I get yelled at or punished as the problem when I think the real problem is her sleep anxiety. She's a financial analyst and admittedly under a lot of stress at work. How can I convince my girlfriend to see a real therapist? Or is this hopeless? I think it's hopeless. I think you two should break up. Are we allowed to say that? Because that's what I think. Yeah, of course we're allowed to say it. There's no, there's no law that says you can't say it. Say it. I think you, I think you should break up. Good. Two votes for breaking up. Why do we think they should break up? Why do we think this is hopeless? Where do we want to start? I think that it, you know, my initial feeling is you together maybe need to see a mediator or a couples counselor so that you can have. That's not breaking up. You just walked it back. No, but listen, listen, no, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get okay. there. So, so someone with no stakes can can kind of get involved and help you. But clearly that's off the table. According to your girlfriend, this is not going to happen. So if that's the only solution and it's not going to happen, the breakup feels imminent. I also think like sometimes, and I don't want to get into like any sort of like categorical claims like this happens a lot to lesbians or this happens more to one type <laughs> of couple than another. So I'll just say that like sometimes some couples kind of get this idea that you can only break up with someone who you fundamentally believe to be like a worthwhile person if you have exhausted every resource available to you your crops have all burned to the ground. The ground is no longer producing new seed. You are just, you, you've, you've sold everything you own. You've done everything possible. You've been miserable for three years and you've both gone through and like done a mathematical proof saying, yes, we've tried everything. Nothing worked. We've been miserable for three years. Then you're allowed to break up. 
You're also allowed to break up with someone if you just say, on balance, I have been less happy in this relationship than happy for a while. Or I don't like being in this relationship. I'm not having a good time. Like there's just so much in here that's like, if she did all of this massive work on herself and really fundamentally changed a lot of the elements of her personality that I have to interact with every day, then maybe I'd be in a good relationship. And because I think she's a good person probably, or she suffered in the past or has trauma, for some reason, it's my obligation to see to it that she does those things. It's just like, I think you could also just say like, my girlfriend Laura's mean to me a lot of the time and I don't like it. And it doesn't mean she's a monster. It doesn't mean she can never change or make somebody else happy. But it does mean that I would like to break up with her. Um, I just think you should break up with her. I, I think all this like, mental gymnastics about like, I see her family origin thusly. I see the stress from her work affecting her this and that way. And if someone could just put together this puzzle, there'd be like eight clear solutions. We would uh, put them on her problems and they would be solved. And it's just like, I don't know, maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. I'm not especially convinced that her family trauma or her stress at work is what's causing her to yell at you when you try to vacuum the house. But I would just say, like, she fucking yells at you when you try to vacuum the house. And then she won't let you vacuum. And she says, I'll vacuum. And then when, like, half a day goes by and you're like, I'm just going to vacuum, she yells at you again. You don't need that. And you can't even roll over in bed. It's not like you're saying, I bring home 20 friends in the middle of the night and Laura gets mad at me and blames it on her anxiety. These are, you're just trying to keep your house clean and you're just trying to sleep comfortably. Like, these are, that you shouldn't be getting yelled at for Yeah, that. I don't really give a shit if it's related to anxiety or not. Like regardless of what anxiety she is or isn't feeling, it's incumbent upon her not to be an asshole. And if she can't not be an asshole, you shouldn't date her. Again, none of this means you're saying like, I'm making a final permanent ruling on her worth as a person, or I'm going to go tell everyone in her social circle she's bad and you shouldn't be friends with her because of the bad way she handles falling asleep. Like all that's in front of you is whether or not you want to live like this. And I don't think you do. Um, and again, you know, you think like I've, I've found the problem. If only I could persuade her that these are her problems. And if she would try therapy as the solution, then she would continue to see it the way that I do. She would want to change those aspects of her behavior, and she would. I I think it's very unlikely that she'll ever go to therapy. Even if she did, I think the odds that she would sort of spontaneously say, after all of this kind of consistent habitual behavior, my girlfriend's been right this whole time. I really need to change the way that I approach falling asleep and uh, housework and not yell. I just don't think that that's likely. And I think that she sounds like an asshole. Yeah. And and my life experience has taught me that people generally don't change because you force their hand. People change when they want to change for themselves. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe breaking up, she'll see the light and want to and wanna make some changes. But again, those need to be for her. And, and shit. Like for your purposes. <laughs> like again, like yes, in the grand scheme of things, Laura as a person, it would be good for her. If she were writing me this letter, I would be absolutely able to like do that with her. But in in your context, like who gives a shit when or if she does? Like the question is, do I have fun falling asleep every night with somebody who yells at me and tries to prove I cause, the, cause them stress? No, I would like to date someone fun who likes me. Yeah, life is short. Life is really short. You want to be with someone that you don't want there to be this many problems. And it's not like you're married and you have a bunch of children. And and even if you did, you can leave people in those circumstances. You can still, yeah, yeah. Like there, this is, it, 
you know, I don't want to use the word silly because it's not silly. This is your life, but you're putting up with a lot for what? Yeah. And just like, she brings this up to prove you're causing her stress. Like that's one of those things where I'm just like, why is she dating you? If she's walking around regularly saying, I've, I've got proof that you cause me stress and therefore it's cool when I like shout at you or the cat. What? Like, yeah. Does she like you? It sounds like she fucking hates you. I'm sorry. I don't mean to sound dismissive. It's just like, I don't think your girlfriend likes you at all. I think she's mean and I think she dislikes you. And I think she sees you as a sort of convenient punching bag. And that's what she gets out of this. It's like she relieves whatever she feels bad about on you. And then she just keeps doing that. And your sort of hope is like, if she could just cut down her stress at work, then she wouldn't feel the need to do this. But like lots of people experience stress and don't do this. This is the choice that she's making. This is not the natural response to too much stress and too much trauma. This is a decision. And I think if her job weren't stressful, she would find something else to get stressed out about and take out on you. And when you leave, you should really take the cat. Definitely take the cat. Take the cat. Take the pillows. I don't know. Yeah, get out of there. Don't try to work on this <laughs> with her. Take the vacuum. Don't. Take the vacuum. She's not going to yeah, use it. And I, I really get that like, but we've done so much processing. I can't leave now. Yes, you can. You did too much processing. You're done. You're finished. Congratulations. Run out of there. Do not look back. Enjoy that feeling of lightness that, uh, you know, settles around your shoulders almost immediately. If a feeling of lightness can be said to settle, because I guess that's sort of an action that denotes heaviness. But worry about that later when you're free. <laughs> Whew. Any any final thoughts on on processing? No. I, I just love that she's like, we're lesbians, so we've processed a lot. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's a cliche for yeah, a reason. And, you know, not everyone does it. It's not always a thing, but sometimes it is, and you're allowed to say it. And you're also allowed to leave your girlfriends, even if you've processed a lot together, if she is a jerk who treats you like garbage. Yep. What a wonderful Agreed. note to end on. Lesbians are allowed to yeah. go through breakups as much as anybody. Before I let the rest of you go, I have a quick uh, feedback letter from a uh, recent episode. I wanted to say thank you for answering the happily ever after next generation letter, much like your guest Colette. I had tears in my eyes hearing about a little girl growing up listening to a beautiful love story between two women. I know that a lot of advice-seeking letter writers are usually unhappy when they write in, but it made my whole weekend hearing about this family that loved each other so much that one of the mother's biggest concern was her daughter getting too into the healthy romance being modeled for her. Whether in real life or fiction, it's often rare to hear about happy domestic life with queer couples, so it was a pleasure listening to a queer woman talk about the complexities of raising a child and being loved. Thanks so much for sharing that. I hope that if this original letter writer is listening, that that proved uh, useful and consoling in some sort of way. Um, and I'm so glad that it was moving to you as well. Thank you for joining us on Big Mood, Little Mood with me, Danny Lavery. Our producer is Phil Circus, who also composed our theme music. Don't miss an episode of the show. Head to slate.com slash mood to sign up to subscribe or hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're using right now. Thanks. Also, if you can, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to know what you think. If you want more Big Mood, Little Mood, you should join Slate Plus, Slate's membership program. Members get an extra episode of Big Mood, Little Mood every Friday, and you'll get to hear more advice and conversations with a guest. And as a Slate Plus member, you'll also be supporting the show. 
Go to slate.com forward slash mood plus to sign up. It's just $1 for your first month. If you'd like me to read your letter on the show, maybe you need a little advice, maybe some big advice, head to slate.com slash mood to find our big mood, little mood listener question form or find a link in the description on the platform you're using right now. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.